The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to episode eight of the Great British Chiefs show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm on location this week. I'm on location. I'm not in my usual house, not in my usual office. I'm at the Indoors. I get along with my Indoors. I do get along. I do get along. In fact, they like me so much that I've kicked them out of their own house so I could record this podcast. (laughs) Just so you could record this. Yeah, there's they are all gone. They've all gone out. Like they've got a party here at two o'clock for someone's birthday. They they've all gone out. <laughs> Just so I can record this. <laughs> Such is my relationship with them that they allow me just to like look after their house while I record this podcast. And to be honest, someone could be breaking in on the back door and I won't stop recording this podcast to go and stop them. I just hope that they come into this office. <laughs> yeah, as long as they don't take your mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. The weather's good here. How are you? Oh, mate, the weather is glorious here. And I know it's a very British thing to talk about the weather, but literally there isn't a cloud in the sky at the minute. Yeah. It is beautiful. I've got me, I've got my sleeveless top on yeah. as well. Sun's out, guns out. You know, yeah, you look you look even more like Derek Carr today than you normally do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my beer as well. It's only like what five past eleven. Yeah, good. Drinking lad. my beer. I'm good just lad. I'm just really looking forward to everything. It's it's getting exciting now, especially with all the NFL things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Because um, we saw yesterday there was some tweets flying around that it was a hundred days to go until the first game of the season. Well, last we're down to double digits now. Yeah. And it feels like, right, we're on the way now. We're on the way. We're on, we're on the process of getting to some football. Exactly. The, like the predictable content of a player like today, someone's going to use a picture of JJ Watt and it's going to be like JJ Watt days to go. And you've got all of that content to come <laughs> for the next 99 days. Like social media managers must love this time of year because they can just sit there and just schedule after schedule and get yeah. to 50 days. Oh, it's Willie Gay Jr. days to go. Like, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good fun, mate. It's all good fun. Um, the good thing as well is that obviously with this, with it being summertime and the sun's out and everything, I feel really good because the Euros are happening over here. Yes. Euro Soccer. 2020 is starting next week. I cannot wait for this. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I must admit, I've fallen out of love with soccer slash football. But when it comes to international games, I really get behind the national team. Yeah. Especially this time as well, because England, I know... We've been burnt in the past, 
about, you know, this is going to be the generation that's going to do it. Um, I remember the golden generation. You must remember the golden generation mm-hmm. with, you know, Beckham and Gerrard and everybody like that in, in the England team. But we've generally got a good crack at it this year, haven't we? We do. We do. Some people could argue that the tournament's coming um, a couple of years too soon with the amount of youth players that we've got in the, the England setup. Like, that's... Yeah. Sorry to go on about this to people that aren't really interested in soccer slash football, but I know a lot of people are in Kansas City, so they won't mind this too much. But the England yeah. the England side have done a really good job, or England FA, full stop, have done a really good job of bringing up youth talent, where before they were quite poor of it, poor at yeah. it, compared to other European nations, but they've got really good at it. And so all of a sudden there's a crop of like 10 English players that are all around the same age that are really, really good, but their problem is that they're vastly inexperienced. And yeah. that might go against them. And I think that's the only reason why I'm not picking England to win the tournament. Yeah. I mean, they are one of the favourites. So looking mm-hmm. at the odds and things, they are quite heavily they, they, tipped, Currently, they? they are the favourites. I don't really believe myself, but they are the the favourites to win the whole tournament. I thought France were. No. But has England that changed are. since? England it? are favourites. No plus, way. I hate that. Plus I hate being favourites for anything. Yeah. <laughs> plus 400 at the moment. So they're strong favourites. And then France are just behind wow. Wow. Well, um, I mean, we won't go on about it too much, but who do you think is actually got to is actually going to win it? Let's have some predictions on this. I can't look past Genius. France. I can't look no. past France. They're just they're the world champions. They've got their team's just loaded from it is loaded from, from <laughs> like their under twenty threes team is better than most international senior sides. Mm. So that's how good they are. They've got so much depth. Their front three of Griezmann, Benzema and Mbappe is just like almost comparable. I'm, I don't know if I want to say this because I might get a lot of crap for this, but like the Ronaldo and like Romario and all that type of thing. Like, yeah. it's, like it's that strongest front three that I just can't see how anyone's going to beat them. I just, I just no. don't see it. Like they're going to score two goals every single game. The, 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 now, there's, now there's a possibility there. Yeah, they're going to score two <laughs> goals every single game. So if you want to beat France, you're going to have to score at least three times against them. And I just can't see anyone doing it. I just can't. I, I can't like, look you, past them. You've got to have the, the, the approach against playing like the Chiefs, haven't you? You've got to score more than them, obviously. Yeah, I they, mean, obviously they, that's the game, but you've got to, you've got to at least get a, like, a, a total where you think, yeah, we've got a good chance if we get three goals against Exactly, against and our bosses will love that link that you just provided because you've just given it back <laughs> to the Chiefs. But you are right. You are right. They are, they've got the Mahomes in Mbappe and they've got Kelsey in Griezmann. They've got Hill in Benzema. Yeah. They've just got talent everywhere and then even behind it like you've got Pogba and who's amazing for France and you've got Kante who just won the Champions League final on his own it's just it's just such a loaded team and I, and I just think if they played England 10 times you'd expect them to win at least eight of them yeah and so if England want to win the tournament they have to go through France and I just I can't see I can't see them doing it if I was a betting man I would probably put a little sneaky little bet on Belgium. See, Belgium, sneaky little bet. Sorry to go on again, but Belgium are like the England team of the one you referenced earlier, like the Gerrards and the oh, Beckhams, the, the Michael Owens, Wayne Rooney's, like that that whole generation that come together. That's why Belgium yeah. are now. And they are just like that England team where they just disappoint year yeah. in, year out. And I just they should can't, do better. I can't, yeah. I can't trust the Belgians. Um, that's nothing against the country itself. I like Belgian people. I just can't trust the team. 
Yeah, we love Belgium. Uh, right, okay, let's let's get into a bit of Chiefs news then, because um, we've we've talked about our summer, we've talked about the Euros and and soccer slash football, but um, there's some news came out, and we, we were lucky that we actually recorded this as late as we have, because we've actually caught some news, haven't we, from the Chiefs? Yeah, for once. Um, that Bashad Breland is no more a Chief. He's gone to the Vikings, which mm. um, I, I'm very bummed about this. Yeah, me too. I'm really bummed out about it because. Breland was one of those characters um, that he was on, obviously, the Super Bowl winning team, and he made some amazing plays. The, the best play I remember is, is, is obviously the one against um, the Patriots. Yeah. Um, literally, what, it was the last throw of the game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, he, he denied Edelman in the end zone. And it was brilliant because he saw Edelman flop over, like, you know, the cheater that he is. But anyway. <laughs> 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 but... <laughs> yeah, I've got to slip that in. But uh, yeah, Breland, um, what's your thoughts on this? Because there was always this coming and going, wasn't there, about is he going to re-sign? Are the Chiefs going to get him back? He seemed a bit disgruntled on social media. Um, it sounded like he wanted a deal to be done. What's your What's your thoughts on this? I can't believe they've not got it done at the price that he signed. Exactly that. The Vikings. Yeah. Like one, one year, $4 million. And I don't know if it's he didn't want to sign for that price with the chiefs out of principle. If the chiefs did offer him $4 million, he might feel like he's given enough to the chiefs franchise that he deserves a multi-year deal. So he wasn't willing to take that sort of discount to come back to Kansas city. But if that was on the table and Breland or Breland was saying, right, this is all, this is what I want. I want this one year, $4 million deal. And the chiefs didn't do it. I just, I don't get it because like yeah. you've got you've got talent in the defensive backfield. We know this. You've got Legarius Sneed, who is legitimately one of the the most exciting young players in the league. Like he was named onto Pete Prisco's top 100 players last last week. That which yeah. is just mad for me that Sneed has made that much of an impact already. And then you've, obviously you've got the great safety tandem in Thornhill and Matthew. But like outside of that. Are there any players that are better than Breland? And I, no. I don't know. Like, I like DeAndre Baker. Like, I, yeah. you, I, you know, I wanted the Chiefs to the year that we traded for Frank Clark. Um, I wanted us to take DeAndre Baker that year. That's who I was pining for. Yeah. And okay, he wasn't great at the Giants, and obviously he's had his problems since. But I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. But he's coming off a lengthy absence from the game due to off, off the field stuff, and then he's just broken his leg as well so you don't know where you're yeah. going to get out of him Traverius Ward is fine he, he's fine but he's not great and I just don't see like why you're not paying a guy that's contributed a fair amount I feel like he has anyway in yeah. the previous two seasons such a, a relatively small deal especially when he clearly loves the team like he he tweeted out an, like a thank you to Kansas City yesterday he clearly loved his teammates Tyron yeah. Matthews come out this week and said how much he enjoys playing with Bashar Breland and it's not like he his production fell off a cliff he's he's reliable he's not a great cornerback he's just a reliable cornerback and Mm. it's been proven that's probably all we need and maybe the Chiefs feel like they've got those guys in the building already but we it's more like we have to wait and see it until we know that they have actually got those players and like Fenton's okay who else they got? They got obviously Mike Hughes from the Vikings. Mike they Hughes, traded, yeah. They, they traded yeah. for him, but it just goes to show like how the Chiefs value the position and how little they are willing to spend yeah. on said position because they're not 
clearly not willing to offer guys money. It's interesting you saying that. Yeah, it's interesting you saying about about the cornerback position because we've been going on about the cornerback position for years now, yeah. haven't we? Just when you think it's got sorted, especially when you know we had Marcus Peters, mm-hmm. yeah, we thought we had everything sorted, and then I can't remember who we signed now. We we, we signed on the other side, and I thought, brilliant, we've got the cornerback sorted now. And then mm-hmm. we, we then we released, or we didn't release him, but we actually traded Marcus Peters away, didn't we? Yeah. And it was like, what are you doing? You, you had a good balance there straight yeah. away with with two great quarter, great cornerbacks. Maybe maybe the Chiefs feel like all they need to do, they need to have one very good cornerback. Yeah. And they feel like they've got it in Sneed. Like having one really good cornerback makes it so much easier for everyone else. Because yeah. if you've got a guy that you know can handle his assignment, effectively lock down one half of the mm. field or is excellent in the slot in coverage, it just makes everything easier. And maybe the Chiefs feel like Sneed's that good. And he's that reliable that Spags can leave leave Snead to his assignment, and then he can use players in different ways that will make it easier yeah. for everyone else. And then maybe that's why they're not throwing money at, at the position. But yeah. it's an interesting. I'd love to sit down with Brett Veach and just talk to him about this particular position because it's since he's been in town, since he's been the GM, it has been a constant. Are we going to take a cornerback? Are we going to draft a cornerback? Are we going to, like every time a free agent cornerback become available or there was one potentially available in a trade, like a, um, a Jalen Ramsey or a Patrick Peterson. Like all the tweets, hashtag where's Pat and hashtag where's Jalen. Like, like they were, they were things in Kansas city at the time because every single fan was like, we need one of these guys to put us over the top. And it clearly yeah. wasn't true because we won the Super Bowl with Breland and, and yeah. Ward. But it's just, I just find the whole thing fascinating. And one day Brett Beach is going to release his memoirs and <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be a whole section on cornerback value and I cannot wait to read it. Do you know what? If the Chiefs ever come over to, to London to play a game, me and you have to hunt him down and sit yeah. him in a bar somewhere, get him absolutely trolleyed out of the place, <laughs> right? And just say, come on, come on, Brett, what's the secret? What's going on here? Why? <laughs> what did the cornerbacks ever do to you in a previous life, which meant you didn't want to pay any of them? You keep getting rid of them. We get a good one. We keep get, You keep getting rid of them. But no, you're going back to what you were saying about the, the, the price and everything. Yeah, it seems relatively low for a, a very kind of productive cornerback. Mm. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And then he's... Obviously, Breland, if he wanted a longer deal, he, he's gone for another one-year deal over yeah. in the Vikings. And it, it's risky for him as a player because, you know, one-year deal, if he gets long-term injury, yeah, where, why, where does he go from there? But I, I don't really blame him because he wants to, like, max out his value. And him going for a a longer-term deal but less money is is him not getting his value. And he feels like – he clearly feels like he's worth a decent amount of money. But he was on – but the Pampers, what for twenty four and three was it? Um, Something like that. Yeah. Before yeah. he got his injury, so yeah. he feels like he's earned his big contract, and it just hasn't come yet. So I don't blame him for taking the one year deals with slightly more value, especially in the era of the salary cap going up because they've, they've obviously increased the, the well they've set a ceiling now, haven't they, for the salary yeah. cap for next year? So like players like Bashar being on a one year deal, like Jaron Reed's played a blinder being on a one year deal yeah. this year. Um, because there's going to be such an increase in cap that maybe if they treat it like the contract year and the contract year is undefeated, as as Therese used to say, 
then um, next year they can get paid that longer term big money deal. But I don't I don't blame Breland for taking the one year deal at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, you can't blame us, I suppose. But yeah, it all seemed very strange. But mm. um, I'm sure we'll we'll get to hear something along the lines uh, further down the line, maybe. Who knows? Uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break there and we'll be back soon. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs. We're going to be chatting about a recent comment or a recent prediction that was made during an interview with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. the greatest quarterback ever to have lived. And they were, he was actually asked the question, wasn't he? Um, what is the, uh, the record that you would, you would be really looking forward to breaking this year? And Patrick Mahomes, I really like the answer to this. He's really wanting to go undefeated. And he really wants that kind of uh, record because it is a prestigious record. Hmm. And for Patrick to say that and everybody just going to absolute meltdown over it, every other fan base was going absolutely light about this because 20 and all they were saying, that's just cocky, that's just him being arrogant. It's not something that he's predicting that he's going to do, is going to happen. It's just something it was a record that he would like to have. 20-0 is, 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 is never been done before, obviously, because we never had that many games before. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't something that he was going, we're going to go 20-0. It was just, I really would like to go 20-0. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get why other fan bases would try and like read between the lines and read something different, yeah. as even said. But... He's not like every other team wants to do this as well. Like, let's be clear. Every other team wants to go undefeated. Every other team wants to win the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. if your aim at the start of the season, no matter your chances, isn't to win the Super Bowl, then why are you bothering? Yeah. So, uh, so I get it from that point. But it's not like he was asked a question and he was asked about records. And he's such a team first guy. Yeah, that he's never going to sit there and go. I personally would like to go break my five thousand and fifty and break Peyton Manning's fifty-five touchdown season. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to sit there and say individual records. So when asked on the spot about records, the, he automatically goes to wins and losses, and he's not going to sit there and go. Actually, this year I'd quite like to go fourteen and three uh, with losses <laughs> to the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, but. It's not going to happen like that. So when he's yeah. when so when he's asked about records, his brain is going to switch to wins and losses, and straight away that goes to undefeated because he's a team first guy. It makes me laugh that this is just like the biggest deal that it is because <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's such an off season story. And yeah. if this was said any other part of the year, if this was said in the lead up to the draft, no one would bat an eyelid. Because everyone no. went, oh, we're concentrating on the draft. It's just because of the time of year that's the reason why people care about it so much. But I don't blame Patrick for saying it. I just wish like people wouldn't care as much about it, <laughs> if, I, if, if I'm being honest, because it is just a tongue-in-cheek comment that I'm sure he's not sitting there going, yeah, we're going to go undefeated. They are very much a day-to-day type of team. Like every yeah. other interview that Patrick Mahomes has he always says about getting better every single day like the amount of times that he said that particular quote i've lost count so that's clearly all their mentality is is a day-to-day process they're not going to get to week one 
and start looking, oh, are they going to go undefeated? They're going to get to week one. They're going to concentrate on the Cleveland Browns. Now, it's going to be annoying when a team does beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs aren't going undefeated. No. So when that team, whoever it might be, might beat the Chiefs, they are going to overreact to, the, to this particular yeah. comment and they're going to come out no. like, oh, you said you were going to go undefeated. We took your undefeated season, blah, 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 blah. Oh, look at us. We're going for a bus ride around that red stadium. It's just going to be, <laughs> it's just going to be unbearable. And that's yeah. the part of the comment I don't like because teams are going to take it too seriously. And they're just yeah. going to be like week five champions again. It's going to be like the most cringiest overreaction from Completely. the opposition ever when they do eventually beat Kansas City. It's going to be awful. Exactly. I mean, realistically, I mean, this this has never really been done before. I mean, the only only other time it was happened, obviously, was obviously the Dolphins. Yeah. When they went literally right the way through the season, right the way through the playoffs, and won the Super Bowl from it as well. Yeah. So it has. And been that done. was what night? What was that? What, what was that? Say, no, it hasn't been done. It has been done. Just less yeah, it's been. I mean, but it hasn't been done since, has it? I mean, yeah. 19, was it seventy two Dolphins? Yeah. Was that was that? Am I correct there? I'm not. I haven't got it written down on here, but. You know, that even then, they didn't really set out to do that record. They were just setting out to, as you say, go out and win the Super Bowl, mm. as every team wants to do. Yeah. And they actually had a real difficult time of getting that undefeated season because I think they lost uh, Griezmann at the time. It was Griezmann? <laughs> You're Greece. About it. Greece. I'm thinking of the Euros again, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm pretty sure they lost their left tackle, uh, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> well, they lost the starting quarterback, let's just say that. Yeah. And uh, they lost him for quite a while for a long-term injury. And they had to steer them, themselves through that season with a backup. Mm-hmm. Now, how it all turned out and how it happened, obviously, they, 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 they wear that. That's uh, you know that crown like a like you know an absolute badge, and they dine out on it. And mm-hmm. I think you said to me, if the Chiefs actually go twenty and all, I will dine out on this for years. Yeah, 100%. like you do with like you do with your Arsenal team. Yes, yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. Invincibles as, yeah. as they're called, because they went undefeated, didn't they? In the uh, what what year what year was that? Two thousand two thousand and four. Four. Yeah, P- played um, thirty eight, won drew twelve games, lost zero. Yeah, and it's a difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I've actually looked back and, and had a look at different sports where uh, teams or a person has actually gone undefeated for a long time. And there's there's not that many, especially at the top level. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Arsenal, we'll start with Arsenal. They were the ones, obviously, with the invincible record. They went undefeated all season. Uh, they won the Premier League that year as well, didn't they? Yeah. And like you said, you've dined out on that since then. Well, it's no, to be honest, no the team all I've had really to did. dine out on for the last sixteen years since or seventeen <laughs> years since it happened. Like that was, I was my my first half of my life when I was supporting Arsenal. I was so used to like league championships, like yeah. Yeah, from from my birth to two thousand and four, Arsenal won five league championships, and since then they've won none. So I've I've kind of like hung my hat on this undefeated season. Like every <laughs> every year, we're like the seventy two Dolphins as fans. Like every time the last undefeated team loses a game, the whole Arsenal fan base celebrates it. So I know exactly where the 72 Dolphins come from. Like, yeah. And I know the 72 Dolphins fans annoy a lot of people because they're like that. <laughs> I am one of those guys just in a different sport like <laughs> because of it. So as you said earlier, like if the Chiefs managed to do the 20-0, which they won't, but if they did, 
I have enough sporting ammunition to get me through to my death with yeah. an undefeated Chiefs season and an undefeated Arsenal season that I can yeah. just dine on that out for years. But to your broader point about Arsenal, it was tough for Arsenal to do it because it you had to get they some play more games. They, well. they play 38 games. And obviously the longer the season went on, you have a target on your back. Like what they they won the league with like five games to go. I think it was. And all the last five games were all they were about was not losing, not (laughs) losing. So like, because they were the team that everyone wanted to be, they got everyone's best shot. Similarly to like, you know how like the defending Super Bowl champions always get everyone's best shot. That's what Arsenal got for those last five games. And it was probably the toughest five games of the season because they were in party mode because they won the league, but they're also trying to achieve this, this huge goal of getting an undefeated season. But it doesn't really work like that in American football because you can't win a championship until the final game of the season. Like the Patriots, they will love their 2007 season, but it will always feel empty because they never got over the hump. Where Arsenal, they got the biggest prize first, which was the league title. And then those final five games to get the undefeated season was really hard because of the state of mind. Yeah, looking at it realistically, I mean... We've mentioned before that if the Chiefs have actually, um, you know, locked up the uh, the, the, the AFC, yeah, um, and they've got like a game or two remaining, they will throw out the backups, and that is um, that is the biggest obstacle in an undefeated season. Exactly that, um, and especially with the the length of games or the amount of games that we've got now, yeah. we don't have that luxury of, of having the best team, the starting team, playing all of those games. Yeah, you do want to rest them and. That's what I was saying before about the Dolphins one. The Dolphins, uh, they did have their ups and downs with the players coming coming and going. And it was just how how luck turned out that they didn't get beaten during that time. And yeah. But they did have players go, go big players. Yeah. Um, so to have that again, and especially with the addition of the, you know, the, 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 extra, the extra game we've got this season, it's going to be tougher. I mean, will we ever see it? happen again that's the thing in, in the modern I, game now would they ever see it again like when when the page back to the pages when they done it in 2007 or nearly got there in 2007 it got to week 16 and or week 17 rather and they played their starters against the giants in week 17 to secure the, ah, the undefeated right. season mm. i just can't see in in this day and age with a season as long as it is and the biggest prize being the super bowl i just can't I cannot imagine a scenario where the Chiefs will get to 16 and 0 mm-hmm. and they've got the buy wrapped up already. I cannot see a scenario where in a divisional game where Mahomes will be yeah. allowed to play. I don't think Andy Reid's that kind of guy. Like he's only got yeah. one Super Bowl win. If we if we're in sitting in a position where we've had two or three Super Bowl wins, then I can see a scenario where it would play out. But yeah, he'd probably go for it then, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we've only we've only got one. We've we've yeah. only got one Super Bowl. So Andy Reid isn't well one of this Technically particular two. team. <laughs> yeah. This particular team. And I just can't see a scenario where Andy Reid will risk a Super Bowl win for an an undefeated season. I just I I can't see it. No. The only other teams that I've uh, found actually that went undefeated, and, and correct me if anybody's listening on here, and if you can think of any other undefeated team uh, that's uh, that, that's managed to to go undefeated all that time. We had AC Milan in 1991; they went undefeated. Um, Celtic quite recently in 2016, 2017 season, the Scottish Premier League. I mean, 
Is it really a feat that winning the undefeated season in the Scottish Premier League? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you Scottish listeners probably put me right on that. Um, but even recently, just just literally this year, Glasgow Rangers managed to go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you you do see it happen, especially in football, which you would think the length of games and the amount of games that you have, especially going back to again, I mean, I don't know, smoke blowing the smoke up your backside at the moment, at the moment about Arsenal, but. How many games is it in the Premier League now? Is it 38 still? Yeah. That's a long time to go undefeated. Yeah. Very long so time. you see, it's strange how you see it happen more in soccer than you actually do in NFL. I don't think it's strange at all. You don't think it's strange at no, all? Even because, though you've got no, longer, you've got more games to play. Yeah, but you've got the physical side of the game and the risk involved yeah. of playing meaningless games. That's 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 why. I just don't, I right. just don't, I don't see it. Individual sports, obviously ones where you find more undefeated records yeah. like in boxing for example boxing like all the combat sports you'll see undefeated but outside of that i can't rack in my brains i can't think of any like huge undefeated achievements um, no. usain bolt has he he's never lost a 100 meter olympic final so yeah i don't think he has there's, there's uh going back to the boxing you've got uh mayweather well he's he's fighting a youtuber isn't he um Mayweather um he's gone for is it 49 wins or something undefeated uh Joe Calzaghe was another one uh Welsh boxer you know there's there's some amazing feats that happen like that and I think even Tiger Woods when he had like a, a string of, of consecutive majors I think it was I don't know how many it was exactly but he um he really did kind of you know nail it during that 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 peak time that he had so you do hear these amazing feats and pulling it back to the Chiefs Mahomes is that kind of player. Mahomes is that, but if he truly believes it and he truly thinks that this team is capable of going 20 and 0, you're damn right you'll be in, in Andy Reid's ear, won't you? Yeah, Thinking, definitely. you know what? Just play me this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play <laughs> me this week. <laughs> I want to go for this one. But um, we do run the risk of, uh, i.e., the Patriots, when, uh, when they said they were going to go undefeated this year. I can't remember what year it was now, but the Chiefs beat them in the first week. And we really laid it on thick with them, didn't we? <laughs> we really it was that it was that hunt, and everyone it was their uh, Super Bowl winning um, banner ceremony, I think yeah. it was. And they said they were going to go undefeated, and and Chiefs literally blew that out of the water in week one. <laughs> I don't want that to happen with the Chiefs against the Browns. Please don't <laughs> let that happen, because like you said, fan bases will be unbearable for yeah. that, won't they? Anyway, moving swiftly on is an interesting um, topic arised over the last few seasons, really, about the tight end position and who is the best tight end to ever play the game and who is the current best tight end. And mm-hmm. we've had the George Kittle and we've had the Travis Kelsey arguments, um, but we we can't forget the achievements of Gronk, no. big Gronk. It got us thinking as well because we, 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 we saw something online where um, we were comparing or they were comparing... Kelsey's achievements with Gronk's achievements and whether he can actually, he's on course to actually breaking some of those, um, some of those records that um, not only Gronk holds, but also some of the, um, the hall of famers, i.e. Gonzalez. It was an interesting topic that we thought we'd bring it up. Yeah. It come from an article that Bleacher Report put together yesterday. Um, it's in our headlines this, uh, well, it was for Saturday. So if you want to go back and find it, um, please do because it, it was really good actually and it's just talking about where Kelsey will stand in relation to other tight ends but more specifically 
Gronk because Gronk mm. is widely considered the most talented tight end of all time and yeah. probably the best tight end of his era. But Kelsey is making one hell of a case to surpass him. Like, mm. I don't think Kelsey will ever go down as talented and as dominant as Gronk. I just can't see yeah. it. But the length of career and the amount of records that Kelsey can get, there will always be an argument to be made mm-hmm. because for as good as Gronk was, his body just did not allow him to complete his career how he would have liked to. Yeah. And had he done that, this wouldn't even be, even be a conversation. Like for me, Gronk is just on his day, just pound for pound, the best tight end of all time. Mm. Probably one of the top 20 NFL players of all time. Some people might hate me for that, but I I truly believe he is that good. Yeah. But Kelsey, what he's managed to do in the last five seasons in particular has been ridiculous. And he's now at the point where his stats are starting to catch up with the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. And now he's basically certified himself as a Hall of Famer. And now it's now a case of will he actually catch these guys in terms of receiving yards, touchdown mm-hmm. yards. He's he's already got the the multiple thousand yard seasons, which I'm sure he will keep that record. But will he yeah. will he manage actually to k- catch the other guys? And we will just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm just reading a bit of the article here, just stealing this from the from the actual article. Um, it says here that um, he only needs 1,105 yards next season to jump from 12th to fifth on the all time tight end receiving yards list. Wow, that's that. That's I mean, it's, it's doable. I mean, from his current trajectory that he's had over the last four or five seasons, yeah, he's he's on course to get to get that no problem, um, and and to jump that much from twelfth to fifth yeah. in the all time standings. That's I mean, it's in, it's insane. I mean, the stats that you read on here, um, and and the. The, the, the amount of time that, that Kelsey's had to reach these as well. I mean, yeah. you know, there's less games, um, you know, um, less years or all that kind of thing. Um, he really is a talent. <laughs> you can't deny that that if he can break a lot of these records, I think it will change a lot of the people's mindset because we did have that that to and fro and didn't we, with between the Kittle and Kelsey uh, argument when, when obviously Gronk was retired. Mm-hmm. You know, who is the best tight end now? Um, and it was still always divided, wasn't it? Yeah, it was still yeah. always divided between Kittle and Kelsey, and I, I still don't believe that Kelsey gets the recognition that he truly deserves. Yeah, I, um, I, I sorry, I tend to agree with you uh, on that, especially when it comes to like the Hall of Fame conversation. Like for me, it's if he retired today, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and but I don't feel like a lot of other fan bases feel the same way about Kelsey. They acknowledge mm. that he's really good, that they probably don't feel like he's worthy of Canton, where if he does, for example, re- reach those 1,100 yards and jumps up to fifth in all-time mm. passing uh, receiving yards, then there's no argument to be made. Like, I'm reading another stat here, which is just mad. Like, Kelsey is the only player with 4,000 career-, career receiving yards that averages more than 70 yards per game. So... <laughs> Like, not only is he incredibly reliable when he was health, but he's also incredibly reliable game to game. That's yeah. what makes Kelsey... Like, we talk about Mahomes not having bad games. Kelsey's basically the same. Like, every now and then here, he'll switch off for a drive or two, and there'll be a couple of boneheaded plays you'll think about, more, more so in his early years. You'll yeah. think, oh, he's not really at the races. But in general, 
he's so reliable not only in body but also in mind he's just I just think I think just don't think there's a case to be made where he's not a hall of famer and mm. I think I feel that way about a few Chiefs players. I feel like in a couple of years' time, we'll be having a conversation, the same similar sort of conversation when it comes to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you could argue already, is got one foot in Canton, um, play for a few more years, and he's definitely going to yeah. be there. You've got Andy Reid, obviously. Tyron Matthews talked about wanting to get into Canton. He, he talked about mm-hmm. it in, in a press conference last week, how he wants to emulate Charles Woodson's career. So there's there's yeah. plenty of ambition on this team for sure, and we're we're fortunate. We're in this golden period. We're talking about the England team and their golden era, and we're talking yeah. about the Belgian side as well. We're we're fortunate at the moment. We're in this era of Chiefs football where we've just got so many talented Hall of Fame worthy talents, and it's just gonna it, it's great to watch. And if they can continue to produce how they have and continue to reach their potential, yeah, then when you look at the record books in 50, 60 years time, it's just going to be loaded with these 2017 to 2023 Chiefs, Chiefs players. Like you're going to have yeah. Kelsey with his receiving yards. You're going to have Mahomes with his passing yards, his touchdowns, his MVPs, Super Bowl wins. You're going to have Hill with his deep passing touchdowns. It's, it's just going to be, it's yeah. just going to be littered. Yeah. And like my, my message to everyone, in, including other fan bases, just enjoy this Chiefs team because they, they are that yeah. good. They are that good and there's so much talent. And the one that's been around the longest and continues to showcase his talent is Travis Kelsey. I think you're right. I mean, it, there's obviously players as well that are now looking towards their um, their legacy and they're looking at the Chiefs as being that kind of team that will help you build that legacy. Um, you know, Kelsey's got to that point where, yeah, he's what, 31 now. He's going to have a good few seasons left in him still because obviously he's got Patrick Mahomes and he's got this Chiefs team with him. So it makes sense that he would actually stay or maybe take a cheaper deal or something further down the line to kind of boost that legacy. And you're right. You know, it could be the point where we get players that are also looking for that piece of legacy for them, Mm -hmm. you know, to to join a team that will help them do that. But I mean, just going back to the, the, the Gronk argument, um, I mean, this stat really blew me away on this. Gronk has caught 86 touchdown passes, 131 career games. And if you compare that with Kelsey, Kelsey's got 48 touchdown grabs in 111 games. Yeah, that's where which, Kelsey's lacking, especially in his early It's early mind-blowing days. that, how, how much Gronk has from that. From like, it's, almost like, it's almost like a touchdown a game, isn't it, for him? Yeah, basically, like... Kelsey suffers from his early years because he's touchdown wise, he's, he's getting better and better as his yeah. career has gone on. But uh, back in like the days of not throwing touchdown passes that that chief side. Um, yeah. Kelsey oh, obviously, God, yeah. <laughs> Kelsey obviously <laughs> lacked there, but it's, it's probably the one part of Kelsey's game where he's not the best in the league is mm. like those, like you never see the chiefs throw a fade to a tight end yeah. in the end zone. Like, you just don't see it. It's, I, it's just not in the Andy Reid playbook. It just doesn't happen. And I think Kelsey probably has the ability. Mm. I just don't feel like Andy Reid likes to risk risk it because it is a, is yeah. a, is, it's a play that carries some risk for both player and, obviously, ball protection. So if, if the Chiefs introduced more of them, I feel like Kelsey would get a lot more... Uh, receiving touchdowns, but this is this is Andy Reid. This is Andy Reid's offense. We don't we know that he likes to get cute in the end zone, and so he's not going to run a prototypical um, standard tight end up against a smaller DB in the end zone and let him go and body him. But it's just not going to happen. You'd rather have a tight end throwing a touchdown pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and that's where Gronk. That's where Gronk benefited. Like 
he's such a dominant force and an impossible cover cover in the end zone that yeah. Brady could just throw the ball up and peak Gronk would just go and get it. That's probably the reason why Gronk is so far ahead of Kelsey in terms of touchdowns and probably the reason why Kelsey will never catch him in that particular category. All right, Matt, that's all we've got time for this week. I think the in-laws are home, so it's probably good timing. <laughs> I think I've just had the door open. <laughs> they've, um, come, they've come back, have they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I noticed you got a bit quiet there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so can't, hear can't hear Tom. Turn your mic up. <laughs> Good timing, I think. <laughs> All right, then. Well, we'll leave it there. Um, appreciate everybody listening to the uh, the podcast. If you'd like to leave a review please obviously do that. We hope you really enjoy these shows. Uh, we've had some really good comments. Um, we actually got a good comment back from a Giants fan, didn't we? We did. Uh, a shout out to uh, Sam Topham who sent me a, a, an email um, just saying he really enjoyed the show, even though he's a Giants fan. Very strange, but you know, <laughs> hey, it takes all sorts, doesn't it, mate? <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> but anyway, all that's left to say is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Now it going, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome to episode eight of the Great British Chiefs Show. Oh, one second, Brad, just, Brad, there's a delivery. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, one second. <laughs>